0: like for you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, it's known as the Olivet Discourse or or the teaching Jesus gave from the Mount of Olives. Well-known passage if you're using a pew Bible that's page 778. Matthew chapter 24. Now, If you remember, we started a new series last week, I'm calling it The Coming Storm, Understanding What the Bible Teaches About the End. And the whole reason why we're doing this study is that as we're seeing, I I can't describe it but just simply as bewildering, as we're seeing the things that are happening around us, stuff that's happening locally or, or in our nation, and and economy or political or whatever. And then you look and see what's happening around the world, all of the upheaval, the natural disasters and so forth. And then, of course, here recently and just in the last month now, it's been one month, the difficulties that are happening with Israel. It's just confusing and, and, and bewildering. And, and we're like, oh my goodness, he must be coming. This, this is all pointing to him coming back. He's coming and you'll hear people say some of the most interesting reasons and thinking, and then they'll say, I think it's in the Bible, which that's not a good thing to say. So what we want to do is we want to, and we introduced it last week, we want to know what exactly does the Bible say. And so when you look at all of that stuff that's going on out there right now, you might be surprised that Jesus said something about it. In fact, I'm going to call it the forgotten reality, the overlooked reality. Because in our desire for Jesus to come back, we've overlooked some things that he said would take place first. And then he'll say, and then the end will come. Remember that phrase, and then the end will come. So we're going to try to get our focus today because if we're going to talk about the end, you've got to realize what's happening around you right now. But here's the thing I want you to see. The basis for our confusion. Why are we so confused? Why are we so worked up? Why are we thinking that it's right now? Well, I've got two things I want to point out to you. Okay? First one is just a reflection on reality. Here it is. There is a certain level of chaos in our lives that we've grown used to. All right, so first of all, you and I operate with chaos going on around us that you're just used to. What do you mean that we're used to? Well, you're used to loved ones dying. You're used to loved ones getting sick and and, and dying from that or struggling with cancer. You're used to economic hard times. We're used to people saying, I had a job, I lost my job, I got a pink slip. Or maybe it's not even a slip anymore. Maybe it's an email, a pink email, okay, whatever. I mean, you're used to that. You're used to prices going up and prices going down. You're used to political upheaval. Really? Are you sure, George? Talk to anybody who lived in the 60s. It was pretty difficult then, if you understand what was going on. And they thought it was the end. The reality is I'm trying to tell you we're used to a certain level of chaos in your lives. And while we don't enjoy it, nobody enjoys chaos. Am I right in saying that? All of the things I just talked about, none of us want those kind of things, but we understand that's just part of life. And when that kind of stuff happens in our life, nobody says Jesus is coming back. But where does that come from, though? All right, here's the second thing I want you to see. The chaos of our world, and our lack of control over it, creates despair. The chaos of our world, and this is the really the issue, our lack of control over it, that's what's creating the despair. Okay, so if you think about the normal chaos in our life, so getting bad reports about medical things, or, or having... You know, bills coming due or, 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 or defaulting and, and all of these economic things that happen around us or, or natural disasters. A tornado comes through or an earthquake or whatever. We understand all that. That's just normal. Care. We've learned to adjust to that. But then when we look and see political upheaval that, let's be honest, we have no control over that. I don't, even if you vote, it, you just, it seems to be out of your control. It's like, boom, out of your control. Wars. Threats of wars. Pestilence, what is that? Disease. Pandemics. We can't control that. And for people who like to be in control, that's not great. What do you mean, people who like to be in control? Me. Me? I mean, you know the saying in my household, right? It's all about you, George. It's all about you, Dad. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I like to be in control. I think all of us like to be in control. Like, if we're going to go on a road trip, guess who drives? Me. Could the other person be a better driver? Yes, possibly, but that's really not the point, is it? We like to be in control. And when it's out of our control, then it's like we're in despair. And, and that despair with Christians, when you add to it ignorance, is okay, Jesus must be coming. Jesus must be coming. Well, let me just kind of remind you of some things, okay? Because what's happening around us, what you're going to find out, which is the overlooked reality. Is that Jesus is about to tell you that what we're going through is normal. Normal. I, I don't like that, George. Okay, but I'll let you, I'll let Jesus tell you here in a moment. But it's normal. And if you think about it, I was talking, I, had, I was having coffee this week with another pastor in town and we were talking about, I was telling him about this series. And and I said, you know what? I remember because I was. A kid then, okay, so there's a level of kid where you don't know what's going on, but then there's a level when when you start knowing what's going on, okay? So the mid-70s was when we had the oil crisis here in our country. Some of you remember that, remember? The rationing of oil when you can go get gas when you couldn't get gas. I remember my dad being so angry that gas was 55 cents. You'd love for gas to be 55 cents right now, but my dad was mad and blaming this party and blaming, I mean, he was angry. And food prices were up. And there was chaos in the world. We just had a president who resigned under a cloud. And people weren't happy. And there were terrorism taking place, domestic terrorism taking place in our country. There was upheaval around the world. We had the superpower of the Soviet Union and and the threat of that. We just got out of Vietnam. And the world was not good. It was not good back then. And But yet, people kept talking about Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Well, the problem is, is, as I was mentioning to my pastor friend, we entered into the mid-80s. And we entered into a time of prosperity where all of a sudden things were going good. And then, of course... The wall came down. Literally, I just saw, just here within the last week is when the Berlin Wall came down, 1989. We became the only superpower. With the economic crisis, we got comfortable. But that wasn't normal. But we thought it was. And the difficult times that a lot of us grew up with i'll be honest with you i'm not talking about those who were born after the 80s i'm talking about those who were born before the 80s you know what i'm talking about your families grew used to a time of difficulty because that's just the way life was now it's getting that way again and we think well obviously that means jesus is coming back no 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 that's not reality what's reality Well, let's look at what Jesus said. I call it the overlooked reality. Okay, I want you to notice with me. It would be page 778. If you're using a pew Bible, if you want, you can look up on the screen. Here's what he says in verse 3 through 14 of Matthew chapter 24. He said, "As as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us. When will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now, he had just told them that every stone on the temple would be cast down. So they're wanting to know a couple of things here. They want to know, first of all, when will it be that the temple is torn down, okay? all right. And then he's saying, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming? So the next thing I want to know is, when you're coming... And when will the end of the age be? So he's asking three different things here. Some people want to lump them all together. That's not what he's saying. But here's what he says. Look with me. And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. And they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See That you are not alarmed. For this must take place. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are just the beginning. The beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation. And put you to death. And you will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. Then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. There will be, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. Can I read that last part again to you? And then the end will come. So here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to look at this, and we're going to talk about the present reality. I'm going to point out six things here that you need to realize that are normal. That Jesus told us 2,000 years ago would be happening around us that are a part of just everyday life. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable for us. We don't like it, but this is what he said. This is the way it is. And to be honest with you folks, if we look back at human history up to this point, it's been true. So let's take a look at it. So here's the first one I want you to see. Look with me, verses 3 through 6. Here's what he says. First of all, let's start off verse 4. See that no one leads you astray for many will come in my name saying I'm the Christ and they will lead many astray. All right. So there will be many false teachers who will lead many astray from the truth. There'll be many false teachers. Okay. So he calls them false Christs. So there'll be many who'll show up and say, I'm the Messiah. Follow me. There'll be many, and that is true. Folks, it's true to this day. I think it's interesting. When you go around the world, I, I found this to be an interesting phenomenon, and you go to nations that have been evangelized, almost always in some of those nations, they'll have a leader that'll show up within and deceive people in the church because they'll all of a sudden decide that they are, well, let them know they're, they're the Christ. That happens. People's egos get so big that people think that they're it. We had the same thing happen in our, our country. Some of you are old enough to remember in the 70s, who was it? A guy by the name of Jim Jones, right? He said he was God, finally. Of course, he's dead now. But the reality is, is there will be many who will come and lead many astray. Now, let me just stop. There's a warning here, so you need to realize this. Just because somebody says he's a Christian doesn't mean he's a Christian. You may want to write that down. Just because someone says he's a Christian doesn't mean he's a Christian. Just because somebody teaches from the Bible doesn't mean he's a Christian. And there are false leaders who emerge. And you can usually tell who they are We have other scriptures that can point to it, but that's not this series. The point is, is he's just telling you that during this time when things are normal, you're going to have people showing up, leading you astray. False teachers will lead people astray from the truth. Here's the second thing I want you to see. Verse 6. And you will see, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. Oh, wow, it's that same phrase again. The end is not yet. This has to take place. So, have you... I, I'm, I told you I'm a news junkie. I'm trying to think, was there ever a day when I turned on the news that I didn't hear about a war? or some conflict, or some fight. Does anybody know? Can you, can you pick a day on a calendar when you didn't hear of something? No, it's pretty much with us. In fact, I think somebody did a study. This is why some people work in academics, I guess, in education. They, they did a study in all of human history. I think they can only identify maybe 100 years spread out over all of the centuries where there was peace? For most of mankind, well, we know that since who? Cain and Abel. What? There's been conflict, right? But yet we get so freaked out. We get so worked up. You know, in fact, as I was reading that, I thought about, yeah, getting worked up. I thought about when I was growing up. So I'm an army brat, okay? Some of you know that. I grew up, my dad was a career Army man, career military man. So we were stationed, I was born in West Berlin, okay, in an Army hospital with Army diapers, okay? And then, of course, he was at Fort Bragg, Fort Jackson, Fort Lee. And so I grew up in, in a military world. The military was a part of my life. And so when you're in a military world, they're preparing themselves, the people in the, preparing in the world in, the, in our military, so you just need to understand what is, what is their job. Their job is to go places and break things. Their job is to go places and what? Win wars. Right? So you're constantly living in that kind of environment, and I can remember, I don't know, I, 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 can, I can still remember the nightmare I had. It would have been 1975. I was nine years old. And I can remember the room I was in waking up in a panic because I was afraid the bombers were coming with the bombs. And I look back and I say, boy, that's just a nine-year-old overreacting. Yes. But that's the panic we lived under. Do you remember that? The dr- Some of you remember the crazy drills you had to get under your desk because there was going to be a nuclear bombing, right? Or, okay, so, yes, they redid the court, the the old county jail in town, and I wondered what did they do with it? It's got to be a relic. It had a metal sign attached to the stone outside that said this was a fallout shelter. So we live with that. So here's the point I want you to see. Because it's part of normal life, don't be shaken by wars and rumors of wars. Don't be shaken. Don't be shaken by the reality that there are enemies. And can I be honest with you, just so you know, don't be shaken, not just by wars between, quote, nations. The word here for nations is ethnos, ethnicities, races. Because in Paul's day, when he's or Jesus' day, when he's saying this, they didn't have borders like we do. There weren't nations like we think of. There were people groups fighting with each other. So when he's talking about wars and rumors of wars, he's not just talking about, like we say today, you know, Soviet Union versus this or whatever, or Russia versus this. He's talking about ethnicities, people groups fighting each other. And this is part of life. So don't be alarmed by it. Okay, don't be alarmed by it. In fact, here's what he says. While these things have to take place, it is not a reflection that the end is now. It's the, when you, you can't point to it and say, well, this is the end. We're coming to, this is it. No, you can't. You can't. Reminds me of a story, you know, you guys have heard of the Black Plague, right? You know what the Black Plague, bubonic plague, when it struck Europe? You guys realize that when the bubonic plague struck Europe, how many centuries ago, it literally destroyed, killed half of the population of Europe. That might even be a low estimate. At that time, guess what they thought was coming because of the Black Plague? The end. but we now know several hundred years later that the end didn't come then, right? This is just normal. This is just normal. Here's the next thing I want you to see. Look with me at verse 7. Okay, so one step further. He said, for nation will rise against nation, kingdom against na- kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. What's he saying here? Well, okay. As alarming as they are, okay. because it is part of normal life, there will be famines and natural disasters. This is just part of normal life. You know that, right? You know, I can remember back, he's, he's not in good health anymore, but I have an uncle, my dad's older brother he still lives in Greenville, North Carolina, but I can remember back in the 70s, he, he made the news. How did my uncle make the news? Well, it's not that he wanted to make the news. He lived in a trailer park in Pitt County in eastern North Carolina near Greenville, which is very flat there, folks. And what do you have when you have flat land? Tornadoes. And when you live in a trailer park, that's like a magnet for what? Tornadoes. And his tornado, thankfully, they didn't get hurt. His, his wife at the time, and he didn't get hurt. But their tornado, they all got wiped out. Everything was gone. And it was on the news. Back then, there was only news at 6.30, national news. You guys remember that? I think that's part of our confusion today. Back then we only had news, local news at six. Six thirty was your national news, okay? Well now we got news every moment of the day. I think we get inundated. I think that's helping add into our confusion. But the point is it's just part of normal life. Stuff happens. Famines. What's that? Shortages of food. Crops failing natural disasters. Jesus says, but it's not the end. In fact, here's what I want you to see here. Here it is. As alarming as they are, they are only the foreshadowing of what is to come. All right, so stop for a moment. That just puts everything in perspective, what he just said, what Jesus is saying here. Okay, so can, can we all agree that what we're seeing happening out in our world right now is terrible? Everybody agree with that? Would you say it's terrible? Yeah, it's terrible, right? What Jesus is saying is he, he uses, again, childbirth to illustrate it. These are just the birth pangs, the, the pre-birth. Pain. The well, I, I, the technical term is Braxton Hicks contraction. This is the pre contractions. Now, every lady who's had a child knows you have labor pains before you give birth because your body is preparing yourself for what? For the event, for the giving of birth, right? He's saying these are the pre labor. So let that sink in for a moment. What's really coming? This is only foreshadowing it. Whoa. you mean it's going to be worse? Yes. This is only a foreshadowing. So, don't get freaked out. Don't be alarmed. Rest in who? Jesus. Because he's telling you this is what it's going to be like. And again, you don't have any control over it. Did you understand? Okay, so so finally, here's what he says in in the last few verses. He's going to kind of wrap it all up for us, and he's going to describe some things the way they're going to be right now. Some of them are pretty hairy, but I'll be honest with you as I read some of these things. I know people around the world who are going through this. Look with me at verse 9. Here's what he says. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. You will be hated by all the nations for my sake. Again, we're not talking about Borders, we're talking about people groups. You will be hated by all people groups for my name's sake. Then many will fall away. So you're like, well, there's a whole bunch of people falling away. It's the great falling away. No, many will fall away. This is just part of life right now. Listen to me. This is just part of life. Many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Aren't we seeing that right now? Here's what he says. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray because lawlessness will increase. The love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, to all the people groups. Then the end will come. So here's my final point I want to say. Hang on During these tough times, as the gospel goes out to all the nations, to all the races, hang on. Hang on. You need to hang on. Live your life. Be the person you need to be. Walk with Jesus. But hang in there until you go to be with him. Because it's all moving there. Did you understand what I'm saying? It's all moving there. There's nothing in your control but you. Did you hear me? Nothing is in your control but you. And you living for the Lord. In fact, he makes the point here that... What has to take place before the end comes? And this is the one thing that we don't like to talk about, but here's the reality. The reality is, is that the nations need to have the gospel preached to them. And again, I'm not talking nations like we have today, people groups. And can I be honest with you? There are still 5,000 people groups in this world that have not heard the name of Jesus. can I take it one step further? Half of them are Muslim who have not heard of Jesus, the gospel of the kingdom. And then, notice the very last thing he says, and then the end will come. So what do we do? Keep being a witness. Keep supporting the gospel going out. Keep sharing your faith with the people around you because you know what's coming. You know how it's going to end. Do you understand what I'm saying? Be who you need to be here. First thing, be who you need to be here. Second thing, do what you can to share the gospel. Why? Because until every group hears, Then the end will come. Are you sure, George? We just went through Romans. Paul talks about until the fullness of the Gentiles. Then the Jews will believe. That fullness of the Gentiles is translated full number of the Gentiles. Do you realize the time of the Gentiles is until there's a certain number of Gentiles who get saved from every people group? How do you know it's every people group, George? Go to the book of Revelation and Revelation tells us that standing before the throne, giving glory to him, will be people from every tribe, every tongue, giving praise to the glory of Jesus. So what's going on now? Is normal. Is the time at hand? No. Not at hand right now. Will it be? Yeah, it could be. It could be. Remember, I had an interesting conversation in 1989. In 1989, I spent the summer in Kenya, East Africa. Okay? And and I we had a little house. The missionary got us a little house, where so I was there with another guy who was in seminary as well. So what do two dudes in seminary do on an evening when they're not doing work with the mission? They argue theology. Pretty boring, George. Yes, I know, but that's what two seminary dudes do, okay? And I told him that I believed, and I still do, that Jesus could come back anytime in any moment. And he didn't believe that. And I said to him, because, and, and I know why I remember this conversation, because I said to him, you know, I'm from Berlin. And the Berlin Wall is there. And do you realize that at any time that wall could come down just like that? He said, that's not possible. That's not happening like you said. That, I said, that's what I'm saying. It could suddenly change. Boom, like that. That was in July of 1989 in November of 1989, guess what we saw on the news? The wall coming down. 5,000 people groups? That sounds like an eternity at work. It is. But can it happen? Yeah, it can. So it's still in God's hands, right? Rest your hope there. Don't get freaked out But realize that what we're facing is normal. Let me pray for you.